scripture quotations taken from the NASB Copyright The Lockman Foundation. Welcome to Day 5 of Week 26 of the Daily Bible Reading. As you can probably tell, I'm a little bit sick today, and so is my wife, so there may be coughing in the background from time to time in today's reading. I apologize for that. Today's reading is from 1 Kings chapter 9, 2 Chronicles 8, and 1 Timothy chapter 5. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we're grateful that we have this time to read your word. We pray that as we read, we would gain a better understanding of how to think about others. We pray that we would show the proper kind of respect to the elderly, especially those who are good examples. We pray, Father, that the older people will be good examples, that even the younger ones will will continue to grow and be examples as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin the reading in 1 Kings chapter 9. Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time, as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built by putting my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, just as I promised to your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you or your sons indeed turn away from following me, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, and the house which I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight. So Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples, and this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone who passes by will be astonished and hiss and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook the Lord their God who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and adopted other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this adversity on them. It came about at the end of twenty years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Hiram king of Tyre had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress timber and gold according to all his desire, Then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. So Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they did not please him. He said, What are these cities which you have given me, my brother? So they were called the land of Kabul to this day. And Hiram sent the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold. Now this is the account of the forced labor which King Solomon levied to build the house of the Lord, his own house, the Milo, the wall of Jerusalem, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and captured Gezer and burned it with fire, and killed the Canaanites who lived in the city, and had given it as a dowry to his daughter, Solomon's wife. So Solomon rebuilt Gezer and the lower Beth Horon and Balath and Tamar in the wilderness, in the land of Judah, and all the storage cities which Solomon had, even the cities for his chariots and the cities for his horsemen, and all that it pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. As for all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, 
who were not of the sons of Israel, their descendants who were left after them in the land whom the sons of Israel were unable to destroy utterly, from them Solomon levied forced laborers even to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves of the sons of Israel, for they were men of war, his servants, his princes, his captains, his chariot commanders, and his horsemen. These were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work, five hundred and fifty, who ruled over the people doing the work. As soon as Pharaoh's daughter came up from the city of David to her house which Solomon had built for her, then he built the millow. Now three times in a year Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar which he built to the Lord, burning incense with them on the altar which was before the Lord. So he finished the house. King Solomon also built a fleet of ships in Ezion-Geber, which is near Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea, in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent his servants with the fleet, sailors who knew the sea, along with the servants of Solomon. They went to Ophir, and took four hundred and twenty talents of gold from there, and brought it to King Solomon. Now let's read Second Chronicles chapter 8. Now it came about at the end of the twenty years in which Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house, that he built the cities which Hiram had given to him, and settled the sons of Israel there. Then Solomon went to Hamath Zobah and captured it. He built Tadmor in the wilderness and all the storage cities which he had built in Hamath. He also built Upper Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars and Balath, and all the storage cities that Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots, and cities for his horsemen, and all that it pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. All of the people who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, namely from their descendants who were left after them in the land whom the sons of Israel had not destroyed, them Solomon raised as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves for his work from the sons of Israel. They were men of war, his chief captains and commanders of his chariots and his horsemen. These were the chief officers of King Solomon, two hundred and fifty who ruled over the people. Then Solomon brought Pharaoh's daughter up from the city of David to the house which he had built for her, for he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David king of Israel, because the places are holy where the ark of the Lord has entered. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord which he had built before the porch, and did so according to the daily rule, offering them up according to the commandment of Moses, for the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the three annual feasts, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. Now according to the ordinance of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests for their service, and the Levites for their duties of praise and ministering before the priests according to the daily rule, and the gatekeepers by their divisions at every gate, for David the man of God had so commanded. And they did not depart from the commandment of the king to the priests and Levites in any manner or concerning the storehouses. Thus all the work of Solomon was carried out from the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord and until it was finished. So the house of the Lord was completed." Then Solomon went to Ezion-Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. And Hiram, by his servants, sent him ships and servants who knew the sea. And they went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, and took from there four hundred and fifty talents of gold, and brought them to King Solomon. Now let's read First Timothy chapter 5. Do not sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father, 
to the younger men as brothers, the older women as mothers, and the younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are widows indeed, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to practice piety in regard to their own family, and to make some return to their parents, for this is acceptable in the sight of God. Now she who is a widow indeed, and who has been left alone, has fixed her hope on God, and continues in entreaties and prayers night and day. But she who gives herself to wanton pleasure is dead even while she lives. Prescribe these things as well, so that they may be above reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A widow is to be put on the list only if she is not less than sixty years old, having been the wife of one man, having a reputation for good works, and if she has brought up children, if she has shown hospitality to strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has assisted those in distress, and if she has devoted herself to every good work. But refuse to put younger widows on the list, for when they feel sensual desires in disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. At the same time, they also learn to be idle, as they go around from house to house, and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies, talking about things not proper to mention. Therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no occasion for reproach. For some have already turned aside to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has dependent widows, she must assist them, and the church must not be burdened, so that it may assist those who are widows indeed. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all, so that the rest also will be fearful of sinning. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of his chosen angels to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in a spirit of partiality. Do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily, and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. No longer drink water exclusively, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some people are quite evident, going before them to judgment. For others, their sins follow after. Likewise, also, deeds that are good are quite evident, and those which are otherwise cannot be concealed. And that is the reading for today and for this week. Until next time, have a great weekend, and keep meditating on the Word of God.